Welcome to the Inside the Journey podcast. My name is Abby. My name is Haley. That's Haley. And we are so excited to be here. Um, This is like so exciting. We have been working on this for like, what, like a month-ish About a month now? now. Yeah. So I feel like it's been fast. We just like decided to do this and here we are. And it's so exciting. We're doing the first episode. That's why you guys are going to probably hear like a few glitches here and there. Cause I mean, we're just working sure. it at this point. It's going to get yeah. better over time, but <laughs> yeah. we're not overthinking Speaking it. We're of just which, starting it. Haley has been like on a wild goose chase all morning trying to figure out how to plug in her microphone to her computer. <laughs> so it's been fun. <laughs> it was chaos. I went to Target first. And I had the correct thing, and then I believed I didn't have the right thing. You did thing. have so the right thing at Target. <laughs> yes. It was the right thing at Target, so I could have just grabbed that thing at Target. But then I went to Apple, bought something that was totally not what I needed, and then I had to go back to Apple. But you know what? It all worked itself out. That's what's going to be good. great about We're the here. fact that we don't have to over overthink it. We're good. Kept my cool. It could have gone real bad real quick, but I, I kept my cool being a I love it. Okay. So those of you who are here, who know me, who were subscribed to the podcast before, if you follow me on Instagram, you have like kind of an idea of what's going on. But basically I did this podcast. I started this podcast actually almost exactly a year ago, which is kind of crazy that like now we're restarting here, like exactly a year later, I did like 30 plus episodes by myself and had a lot of fun doing it, but just kind of got to the point where I was like, I can't do this by myself anymore. (laughs) I felt like I ran out of things to talk about. And I am always somebody who prefers listening to podcasts that are more like conversational rather than just like a person talking at you, you know, which was why I loved doing my guest episodes. And Haley was actually a guest on one of the episodes of the podcast, if you've listened to that. And we have been friends for uh, like on Instagram for about a year, same, same time period, right? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> same time period about. Yep. Um, and so I was just like, yeah. So I was just thinking about like, oh, I don't know what to do with my podcast. And I, I don't think I even told you this. I actually recorded two episodes that I just never released because I was like, I'm going to get back into it. And I recorded two new episodes and couldn't even motivate myself to like edit them and post them because I, it just didn't feel right. Yes, exactly. So I was just sitting there thinking about it one Sunday and I was like scrolling on Instagram and I saw you and I was like, oh, wait a second. I was struck with inspiration. (laughs) And I just like messaged you kind of out of the blue and was like, this is really random, but would you want to like do a podcast with me? Because I think that would be more fun. And then. And that's crazy. It was like so serendipitous (laughs) because I had been being told by a few different people, like you need to start a podcast and all stuff. And I tried to start a podcast a while back when I did fit personal training and I called it like building beauty, but I never got it like really off the ground or did anything much with it. And so when you messaged me that I was like, that's like the only way I would do a podcast is if I had somebody else to like converse with and like, because I, otherwise it would just feel like draining. Yes. It's so much more fun. And we can like kind of come up with ideas and like the whole point of this podcast if anyone isn't we'll go more in depth into detail with that stuff but like our 
hopes for it is obviously we're going to share, you know, our infertility stuff, but it's also about like being inside the journey of like the journey of finding your way with when you are hoping to be a mom, but it still hasn't happened yet. And like, you still need to live life. So it's like, what does that look like? Like, could it be business stuff? You know, things that personally make you feel uplifted. So like, that's why I was like, hell yes. I was so excited when you approached <laughs> me with that. I was like, this just feels like it's meant to. It literally has just felt so like perfect ever since I reached out to you. We have so much in common. And one of the things that like I'm most excited for with this podcast is that we both have a lot of shared experiences when it comes to like infertility. We can relate on that thing. And we talk about that on Instagram, but I feel like we also both really feel like it, that is not what like defines us. It's not the only thing we want to talk about. Right. And so I I feel like I want to make that clear, like upfront for anybody who might be listening is that we're going to talk about infertility for sure. um, Because it's like I said, something that we have in common. And it's something that we know people listening will want to hear about. But it's not going to be the only thing that we'll talk about. Like Haley and I are both very um, passionate about like business and entrepreneurship and we both like makeup (laughs) and uh, other things too. I'm sure that, that we will talk about and um, yeah, it's going to be good. I don't, and that, that was another reason why I wasn't feeling like doing the podcast. I was like the way that I was doing it before was working because I honestly, I got tired of only talking about infertility. I was like, I can't just talk about this anymore. So this rebrand and this doing this with you now, like it feels so perfect. And I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes. Which that's why like to even touch on that, like that's one of the things I was most excited about too, because I'm sure any of you guys listening, if you are going through infertility, one of the things that, if you want to, by the way, you might hear lawnmowers in the background. There's like a leaf blower person coming around. So you might have to pause for a second and re-record this if it gets loud. But what I was going to, if any of you guys are on your own infertility journey, you should know that like one of the number one things that can lead to just overstimulation, exhaustion is just having like your only identity be talking about the infertility. So like we want to have specific conversations and topics and like let you guys ask us questions and always feel free to like have that conversation going but then also be kind of like a breath of fresh air of like this isn't only what you're going to come here and have to listen to some days you might need breaks and you might not want to identify with the infertility stuff and so you can feel excited when you come to listen in because there's going to be times where you know we both kind of have humorous it takes on some of these things so (laughs) it can be a little bit uplifting as well, because one of the number one things that we've learned, both of us being on our journeys as long as we have, is if you're just in the in beginning, in the thick of it, I'm so sorry, because this is probably the hardest time of the journey, but yeah, you ha- we want to also inspire to make people know there's stuff to look forward to, that you have to want to be inside your journey, regardless of what that looks like in the outcome. So that's what we're, I'm excited about being a part of this, because I couldn't do it if it was just about infertility. I'd be like, no, I tap out. Like <laughs> it would be just yeah, too exhausting. No, it gets way too exhausting when that's the only thing that you're talking about. Okay, so 
we're gonna now like I think just introduce ourselves really quickly for those who like don't know Haley and those who maybe are here that don't know me so much. So Haley, maybe you go first, introduce yourself a little bit and talk about like your your journey, whatever you want to talk about with that. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, in this first episode, we're probably not going to go super in depth with stuff because I know that there will be because there's a lot of stuff to the journey. Let me just tell you, but I'll kind of give you a little run by of the things that I'm dealing with in case anybody's on here listening and wanting to know if they can relate to some of the stuff that I will probably be sharing as far as the infertility side of stuff with my experience and then other things. So let's just get started. So my name is Haley. I go by Haley Rianne. Yeah, let's do it. I go by Haley Rianne on social media because my name fully, in case anyone's wondering how to pronounce my whole name is it's Haley Ran Osheski. That's my married last name. So I don't go by Osheski because it's just way too long. But I go by Haley Ran. <laughs> I'm 32 years old for another couple years or couple years, couple <laughs> months. No, only a month. I don't know why I would say couple years. So June is my June 16th will be my 33rd birthday. So I'm holding on to that 32 for dear life for a little bit longer. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't even know how to keep track of the 30s because I feel like after 30, I'm like, wait, am I 31? Am I 32? Am I 35? I don't remember. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I always, all I know is that I, I, I'm going to be turning a year older in a month. So whatever that's your birthday. But, and that's all that matters. <laughs> all that matters. I know I'm going to be a year older soon. So we're holding on for the year younger, just one more, just as long as we can. Which actually, I'm just gonna I'm gonna kind of se- segue really quick because this might be a topic that we'll we'll probably go over in here a few times is the kind of stress one can feel when you get just one year older oh, and if totally. you're on an infertility journey and you have another year that you're not yet pregnant and you don't and you have I will be honest that's something that I used to struggle with very much. Because, you know, they make it seem like, you know, you're on a ticking time clock the older you get and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And as I'll share, my particular issues also kind of have me on a, according to Western medicine, a time crunch. But that's another thing that we're you're going to hear me share a lot, at least from my perspective of the journey, is I do my best to just not even stress about what I can't control. Um, I've personally gone through a lot of things. So I'll just, I'll kind of go into that segue really quick. So yeah, almost 33. But I have been on my fertility journey now for four years to actually to the day. Today is May 1st. And I, and I say, and me and Abby were talking about this. I say knowingly for infertility journey, because today, four years ago, I was rushed into emergency surgery for an ectopic pregnancy. And that's where everything kind of came to light. I was told when I woke up from the surgery that there was abnormal extensive bleeding. And that's where they found out that they diagnosed me with endometriosis. They told me that, and I'll probably go more in depth into like my whole ectopic story at some point, but basically it was in like my left tube. They saved the tube, but then I found out later that that wasn't a good thing because now I might have tubalish, blah, 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 all these things. So four years ago was when that happened. And since then I have not yet gotten pregnant and I have had I've done IVF that unfortunately failed. I did, um, I've done multiple rounds of medicated cycles. 
Um, just a lot of different things have gone on on my journey that I'm, again, I will probably go into more detail with you guys about um, in the following episodes. But right here, we're probably just going to kind of give you guys an idea. So I was diagnosed with endometriosis. I since have been diagnosed also with Hashimoto's thyroiditis and adenomyosis because I've had multiple extensive surgeries um, to try and help my fertility. Um, I actually have another big surgery coming up with a NAPRO technology doctor in um, just, what is it? It will be 24 days from now. It'll be May 25th when I go in for that surgery. So, yep. So it's, it's kind of crazy that this is what has still been going on, if that makes sense. Like, so you guys are actually like, I mean, we're going to share a lot of stuff from, at least I know I am and Abby is like from a very, a scar perspective. Like, have you ever heard that saying of like share from a scar, not a wound? <laughs> we have a lot of things that we've learned over the years. And that's why I feel like we feel comfortable to talk about this stuff. But if you're in the thick of it, those kinds don't feel like that's like something to be ashamed of. If like, we still have our bad days. You know, and that's why I think it was, we find it so important to have these conversations because there's probably so many women out there that like, they don't want to just be, they want to feel like they're, you know, knowing what it feels like in the, in the moment for things, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, we, I've learned so much on my journey so far and I feel like all the lessons I've learned, I can share and hopefully it will be helpful for someone, but I can also relate to someone in the middle of it because I'm, both of us are still in it, if that makes yes, sense. So 100%. that's kind of like a little bit of, I mean, I don't, obviously there's probably way more that I can say, you know, I've, I've been married for be seven years this September. I've um, been with my husband for almost 12 years. He's the guy that I was obsessed with in high school um, and finally got him. And then um, <laughs> I have two Belgian Malinois. Uh, if you don't know what the hell those are, they are just crazy, really fun dogs that I don't recommend anyone get unless you know what you're getting yourself into. Um, and yeah, the, and like, and we, we live in Arizona now you're from California. Um, and we're just, yeah, there's been a lot of things that have happened since I've moved to Arizona that have, I feel have helped my, with my journey. Now I will say that the limbo I'm in right now is I'm going to get surgery. We're going to see if there's any chance of us conceiving naturally, according to the doctors, or if, and I don't know, and I'm sure Abby will touch on this one too, because she's very passionate about this too, of like why you don't tell people to just do IVF and stuff, because as somebody who did it and it didn't work, we don't know. Maybe yeah. IVF is another tra- opportunity for us, but it's a lot of money that you're not guaranteed an outcome for. And yeah, that's, you know, well, I'll talk about the business that I kind of got myself into that shockingly didn't know before I met Abby that she was also doing as well, um, where we both yes. do social selling and that paid for my un- unfortunately failed IVF, but it took such a weight off my shoulders to feel like I so had awesome. like something that gave me an opportunity to do something from home with, cause with the conditions I have, a typical job was just not working for me. I end up in a lot of pain a lot of the times. There's a lot of times that I have just debilitating migraines and nausea that I can't handle. So I just wanted to find a way to make money from home. And that's kind of what I did. And so that's been like kind of a cool journey yeah. to, to that I'll be I'm sure I'll share more about with you guys too. But that's a little bit about me. Oh, and I'm a twin. <laughs> I don't know. I, sh- I should probably say that. Oh, yeah. I don't know if anyone cares. 
I don't know if anyone cares, That's but I do have a twin too. sister. And I have yeah. a little brother. And it freaks me out. Whenever I, <laughs> whenever I see her on Instagram, I'm always – it, like, freaks me out. Because, like, you you said you're, like, not sure it if you're identical or not. <sighs> well, okay. If my mom ever hears this, she's going to be like, shut up. But <laughs> we're, we're not – we're fraternal. But my dad thinks – my dad always said that we were identical. But we look oh. so much alike – so that's why and most alike. fraternal twins can look super yeah most fraternal twins look very different but the reason i do believe that we're fraternal is because like usually identical twins have everything the same and like they're the same height same everything yeah. if you saw me and Lindsay next to each other we're we have very different body types she has a v- different face she has a okay. beauty mark right here or maybe it's on this side i don't know it's one of these sides um but <laughs> we definitely look very identical but we're definitely yeah I don't know. Honestly, I, I feel like what that freaks me out the most is that like, because I feel like I maybe can sort of tell the differences in how you look. It also helps that her hair is much longer than yours. So like, I know that it's not you. But the thing but I want to see what my natural hair looks like. My sister. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I think is the weirdest is that your voices are exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Like, ex- like yes. so when I see her like talking face- on Instagram, it blows my mind. It's so weird. <laughs> Yes. Oh yeah. I, I, I mean, even as my, I know for a fact that if I were to hear an audio of like Lindsay saying something, that's my twin. If anyone is, so Lindsay is my twin. If I ever heard Lindsay talking and someone were to be like, was this you who said this or Lindsay, I'd probably be like, I don't It's so funny. Okay. I love it. Yeah. We just, we have so many things in common. I'm so excited. She's also being like humble. She's absolutely killing it in the business that she's running. It's so cool to like watch you do that. I'm just like goals. Like, oh my goodness. So awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay. So for anyone that doesn't know me, I guess I'll go really fast. Um, So I am from Utah, born and raised in like the Salt Lake City ish area. Um, And that's where we still live. My husband is actually from Arizona. His parents live pretty close to where you live, which is fun. So next time we go visit, we, we're, we'll get together for sure. Yes. Uh, so I've been trying to conceive for um, like three and a half years. I have always had like super irregular periods my whole life and um, was one of those things where like I went to the doctor when I was like 16, 17, whatever. It was like, hey, I haven't had a period for like nine months and I wasn't sexually active. So there was no chance that I was pregnant. (laughs) And um, my doctor was just like, oh yeah. And there's a history of PCOS in my family. And so, but I don't, anyway, I could go on a long tangent, but basically my doctor said, oh yeah, well, the only way to diagnose you with you with PCOS is to do an ultrasound and actually look at your ovaries, but you're so young. We don't really need to worry about it until you're actually trying to get pregnant. (laughs) So here, just take these pills so that you have a period every month. So it wasn't birth control. She would just have me take progesterone like every month to induce a cycle basically, Um, which was good. I'm glad that I like wasn't totally on hormonal birth control. And I'm also glad that like, I was still like bleeding regularly because that's important for your health. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so then when we got married, um, I've been married to my husband for uh, like five and a half years. Um, So 
we got married and then I did go on birth control when we got married, which again is like so dumb because <laughs> now it's been three and a half years and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so birth control was not necessary. Um, but yeah, so then I went off birth control a couple years into our marriage and my cycles started being weird again. And then it was like, okay, I think we should probably go see a doctor. And we did lots of like five, four or five rounds of Clomid. And like, I never ovulated on Clomid. So then we switched to a fertility clinic and I did one medicated cycle with them and a trigger shot. And that was like two years ago. And I haven't really done any treatment since because I was over it at that point. <laughs> Just needed a break. So since then, I've been trying to work on healing my hormones naturally since as far as I know, all I'm really dealing with is PCOS. I feel like you are dealing with a lot more intense stuff than I am. Like for me, it seems to mostly just be a hormonal thing. Like my, my doctor, you know, did the whole checked everything. My tubes are fine. She said my uterus was beautiful. Like, so as far as I know, it's just a weird hormonal imbalance where like I'm not ovulating for some reason. Oh, I do have a thyroid thing too. That's something we learned recently. So yeah, so I've been just trying to focus on healing my hormones naturally. It's a slow process, but I feel like things are getting better and who knows, eventually um, we'll probably do treatments again if I don't get pregnant in the next like couple of years at the very most, you know, <laughs> but we're just kind of taking it like one day at a time, one month at a time. And right now I'm feeling very like content with how things are and excited about the, like my career and the things that I'm doing with social media and, and this podcast and stuff like that. And so that has been doing stuff like that has been so fulfilling for me. That's a huge part of like my journey, which you kind of talked about too, is like, starting to make money online and starting a business and finding, <clears throat> excuse me, finding identity and purpose and empowerment, like outside of motherhood and infertility and yes. and all of that. So that's a little rundown. Now, honestly, like kind of touch on that, because that's like the biggest topic that I think we, me and Abby both are like, just so adamant about is, yeah. And I think a lot of people miss this step and we almost want to just inspire people because we just, we don't have control right? And as much as we think we do, like, yes, your sister's brother's friend's cousin might have tried like one round of Clomid and it worked, right? And so we're here to cheer on everybody's journey. We're not here to in any way, shape or form right. act like, like anyone should feel guilty or bad for how long or short their journey was. Like the, But the bigger yes. picture, I think, is like, giving people that space to understand that they can share what they're going through and not really need an input on like, cause listen, and we're going to probably have this happen because we want you guys to engage with us in the Facebook group or any of the things we ask, like feel free to let us know. Like if you had success with something, whatever, like share. But one of the biggest things, if anyone's ever wondering if you're, maybe you're listening to this and you've never gone through infertility is there's a big difference between offering unsolicited advice and like literally sharing from a perspective of yeah. like your journey or your experience or anything that you can think is helpful. It's, there's just a way to go 100%. about it. It's like, so instead, <laughs> instead of saying something like you should just take this supplement, 
it could be better to be like, hey, I had a similar situation or my sister had a similar situation and she tried taking this and it helped her. I don't know if it could help you, but I just thought I'd let you know. Like that is totally awesome. Like, but at the same time, it can be very exhausting when we might feel like we're being talked at. And I I mean, let us know if any other infertility <laughs> warriors out there feel that way of it can just yeah. be a little overwhelming when you're like, when you kind of, cause you kind of, you never know if someone wants to break down and maybe in a situation like mine, where if someone goes, just try IVF. And then I want to be like, I did. And it was 25 grand down the drain because it didn't work. So what's your next piece of advice? You know, like it just, we can come from such a place just of, relax. We're just, <laughs> yes. Oh, don't even get me started on the <laughs> where, I'm, where just... I'm like, oh, okay. Well, I've been relaxing and not really trying for like two years now and nothing has happened. So yes. yes. What else do you got? <laughs> and we, and we know that everyone, we know everyone comes from a good place. So I think that that's the bigger thing is we want, like, we're not scared to touch some third rails in this podcast. Like if things get a little uncomfortable at moments, like that's fine. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what we want to bring a voice to is that this is not a pretty walk all the time. But how do you live with this very sad, uncomfortable situation a lot of the times and turn it into you choosing to make like find the purpose. I always say find the purpose in the pain or like the beauty in like the the difficult times. Like that's the biggest thing because I know for both Abby and I we just knew that we couldn't allow ourselves to like just drown in sadness because that it, it you it really can be close. Like, you know, when you have these moments of like friends yeah. having, and I'm sure we'll talk about this, like friends having baby showers, oh, Mother's Day's coming up. I think we're going to talk a little bit about that on this episode too of like, there's just these things. And we hope that if you guys come in to listen and hang out with us, You'll let us know your honest opinions and thoughts too, but we're going to also speak from like our experience of what we do. And by no means does that mean you have to adopt that ideology and think that way too. But this is what we hope this inside the journey podcast becomes. It's like an open dialect of like, you can be pissed, but like, is it serving you? And then we just want to help everybody always like reflect on things and like, just make sure that we're taking, we can have a bad day, but we're going to take steps to have a better day the next day because we don't know how this journey is going to turn out. Yes. Yeah, totally. One of my favorite quotes that I've loved for a long time, but especially since being on this journey, having this experience is um, that the joy we feel has very little to do with the circumstances of our lives and everything to do with the focus of our lives. And I think that is just so great. (laughs) Yeah. Because Obviously, you're going to like, there are things that are going to happen that are going to suck and you're going to have bad days, but you can still feel joy in the midst of difficult circumstances. And I feel like that is kind of like all boiled down. Like that is something that the two of us like really believe, like at the core (laughs) of all of this, that's what it, what it all is about. So like whether or not you even relate to an infertility journey, like you can take those same principles and apply it to whatever's going on because everybody has something, whether it's infertility or like your marriage is struggling or health, other health issues that you or a family member is having or financial struggles. Like no matter what is going on, if you choose to 
focus on the things you can control and take action on those things, that is like life changing. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. So yeah, you you talked about it a second ago. So let's talk a little bit about Mother's Day because that's coming up. Um the when this episode comes out, it'll be like Uh, It's the Monday before Mother's Day. So um, I had somebody ask on my Instagram if we could talk about like kind of how you deal with the emotions that come up um, with Mother's Day because everybody who is on an infertility journey knows that like Mother's Day is potentially the worst day of the year. (laughs) For multiple reasons, like for the reason of you don't want to take away anybody's happiness on that day that does deserve to have to be celebrated but you also have this feeling of wanting to just kind of isolate at least i do so we'll go we'll probably both go into our own perspectives on it it can just be because it's one of those things too where it's like you and i think abby is like this too of where i you have to pick up on someone's vibe like if you can tell that someone's like maybe like for someone like both of us who are usually very positive about a lot of things if we're having a bad day like let that person have like that bad day don't try and fix it Don't try and like, like just kind of let them feel because then it gets that much closer to, I think one of the hardest things, because this is a touchy, this is actually what I was told last Mother's Day when I was sharing very openly on my Instagram, how I was feeling. And I had this one lady like, like basically message me saying, you know, if only you focused on the blessings you do have, you wouldn't be complaining about this or something. And I remember, like, I wanted oh, to just go off. Like, what people don't even understand, especially for someone like me and Abby, who are choosing, we're choosing this. So I'll take those, I will take those comments that are kind of a-hole comments, but we're choosing to share our journey openly. And the reason for that is because we do want to inspire women to not isolate and 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 shut down because that's very real and what can actually happen for most people. And that's like a really bad thing for your mental yeah. headspace. We're not saying, oh, go share it with the world, but be open to share it with someone you trust or whatever. But when people make statements like that, what people don't understand is sometimes you need to be able to express that you're having a hard time. And then all of a sudden you get flooded with the reality of all the things you are grateful for and the blessings you do have. But when someone is just trying, like I actually saw this quote the other day and I was, I can't think of it off the top of my head, how it was like the holistic, um, I don't know if you follow her. She's like, it's called like holistic, like psychologist or something. But she said something along the lines of, she said something along the lines of like, most people aren't asking for your advice. Like most people are looking more for empathy and support. So if you can't provide that, there's nothing wrong with you if you can't provide that. Like, but if you don't need to interject in everything, like you can choose to share, show empathy and understanding, or you could just choose to not say anything. It's not that you're bad if you can't, but when you then step in, as we'll say, into the lion's den, when you have an emotional, frustrated person that's going through something personal, and then you try to kind of push your thoughts and almost like, I hate this word, but like gaslighting somebody into, yes, you're just trying to project like your feelings onto somebody and make them kind of hush so that they don't express what they're feeling like that can feel almost worse than what they're really going through because it's like, ah, crap. I knew I should have just been quiet the whole time. I knew I should never have shared anything with anybody. And I think, I think mother's day is like you said, it's complicated for like 
lots of reasons. Like, cause you, you, you want to celebrate the women in your life, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's like the perfect, terrible holiday for infertility where you are like so aware of like what it is that you are missing. So like, so maybe let's talk about like some advice, like what, what maybe we would do, we do to like, get through mother's day the number one thing that i would say is um to just stay off of social media on mother's day that's personally what i do yeah i try not to do social media on the weekends most of the time anyway um but especially on mother's day because it's just i know that i'm gonna see things that are like gonna make me probably feel sad and i just rather not and instead spend time with like my mom (laughs) and my family and like because i feel like it doesn't the day doesn't make me as sad when i'm focusing on spending time with the people that i love rather than scrolling on social media i completely agree like i would say definitely and like everyone you have to go off of like what your personal thing is is if you know something is going to set you off like it is a day that is meant to Like, I know everyone might think things differently, but I really like to come from the perspective of how could I, if I don't want people making me feel a certain way going through infertility, I don't want to take a day that's celebrating moms and make moms feel like they need to walk on eggshells around me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's a big perspective shift that I had recently of realizing that when you really take power from treat others how you like to be treated regardless of like your own scenario of I'm going to be very aware that this is mother's day and it's celebrating moms. And okay, I'm, I'm about to touch something that people probably aren't going to, and I'm not saying that you have to think this way at all, but when I've had people <laughs> say to me, like, you're a mom, like on, I've had a lot of people say this to me of like, you know, you're a mom, um, be, you know, all that stuff. I will say from my own personal mindset is I so greatly appreciate when someone says that because I love to feel that I'm included. But I also want to say that I probably will not identify as a mom until or if I have my own children that I am taking care of every and I'm not saying that if like I and this is where it can be so devastating. I'd love to hear anyone else's perspective on this is Again, I, and I'm just going to say this from what I went through of, I have had an ectopic pregnancy. Um, so I know that that that's different than a, a miscarriage or a stillborn or the things that I know other people have gone through. So that's why it's so important that we identify with what makes us feel good. What makes us feel, you know, if you feel like you are a mom and that your babies are in heaven, that, you know, you are a mom. In the scenario that I went through, my scenario was never going to be a child. So that's where I don't like I it, it, there was no way for this to totally. become anything more. If that it was makes never going to be viable. It wasn't like yeah. it was never going to be viable. Exactly. So, again, and I want to be very clear here. And this is where we're going to all we're all speaking from our own perspectives that if you're a woman hearing this and you've gone through an ectopic pregnancy and you recognize yourself as a mom and you, and you, you know, cherish your little one that's up in heaven now, like that, that is a hundred percent amazing, allowed to amazing. And that is exactly how you should feel. And this is the bigger conversation we're probably all going to have is being so good at identifying with what you feel 
and not worrying about what anyone else's opinion is. Not mine, not Abby's, no one else's because you have to do what makes you feel good. And so I know I kind of went on a little tangent there and my bad, but I just had to put that that out there as a perspective. No, I love that. When it comes to Mother's Day, it is very, it's a very good time in my opinion to reflect on maybe, you know, I know the pain's going to be there. I'll be the first to say almost every Mother's Day I cry. I know that that's just what it will be. I, I don't. Yeah. maybe share a lot of that with people, but that it is just going to be what I'm probably going to go through. Um, I have actually, you know, like instead of even giving, I'm just going to kind of talk through really quick of like the things that I do that does, does make me feel better of, I kind of go totally. through the things that give me some comfort of, I bought, um, but when we went to do IVF, I wanted to think positively and I wanted to be excited for, what was to come. And when I did IVF was a few months after Mother's Day. And so I went and actually bought a little onesie and I just wanted to have that positive mindset, right? Well, unfortunately, yeah. obviously that onesie is still hanging in my closet. And, but I, I have usually <laughs> on Mother's Day and on Christmas, yeah, Mother's Day and Christmas Eve were all, or Christmas time are always the times that I will go and grab that onesie. And I just try and visualize like, one day there will be a baby here one day. And, and I hope, and I don't know, you'll think, and you'll probably say a little few more things like that's, that is, it, it heals me to know that I want to pay a little bit of attention to putting myself in the mindset of like, one day I'll be celebrated during this time. And I really want to do my best that if I can't, if maybe today's too hard for me or I'm having like a really rough, like, cause guess what? This is another thing. Some me- women might be going through, a, I hate to say the word, but they could go through a miscarriage close to or around mother's day. There could be people who've had that happen and they're reliving it now. Like that's why we have to be so considerate to never give one person like a specific piece of advice because everybody's journey is different. Everything someone's going through is different. So I would almost just want to encourage that you tap into the real things going on for you. Be, this is, be open to communicating to those you feel safe communicating towards. Let them know you're having a rough day and that you're going to just sit some stuff out. If they don't understand that's on them. You don't owe an explanation to anyone. So I would say that's, that was a really long way to basically say my number one tip is communicate how you're feeling. If no, you can I love celebrate that. others and be excited, do it. But if you can't communicate that to those that maybe don't get it. And if they choose not to understand that's on them, don't, don't waste any more energy trying to fix that. You might have people call yes. you selfish. You might have people call you whatever, but it can be 10 times worse if you fake that you're okay when you're not. So communicate. I love that. And I loved what you were saying about like just being aware of like you, how you're feeling, what's good for you might not be what works for somebody else. And I feel like that's maybe that's part of why I don't like to be on social media on like Mother's Day. Cause that's, I feel like something that happens with social media a lot is people just want to be like, Oh, well, this is how, how it works for me. And that's not how I feel. And so you shouldn't feel this way, but like everybody's so different. <laughs> and so like, I liked what you were yeah. saying about like, you don't necessarily identify as a mother and that's what feels good 
to you, but like I've even I've like made some posts on Instagram before where like some I say like sometimes I like to think of myself as a mom in a way because of all the things that I'm doing right now for the sake of my kids in the future. You know what I mean? Like just because they're not here yeah. doesn't mean that yeah. I'm not doing things for their benefit now. And so in that way, I kind of am a mom. You know what I mean? And that I love thinking of it that way. But like, I remember like making a post about that and having somebody who like has been through infertility and does have kids message me and be like, I don't know how I feel about this. Like, I don't like, I don't And I'm, and I'm like, that's totally fine. If you don't like that, like way of thinking about it, then fine. It's something that makes me feel better. But if it doesn't make you feel better, then like take what serves you and leave what doesn't, you know? (laughs) hundred percent. Cause exactly like what you just said too, is if someone were to be willing to hear a little bit, like someone might hear from you just a simple, like, Oh, I think I'm a mom, but I'm not yet. That's maybe right. what they think instantly yes. for me. They might think yeah. like, oh, like they might feel like, oh, no, my baby, I am a mom because I had, the, and so it's like, don't instantly hear the verbiage and then feel personally attacked under yes. when you, the way you just described that and explained it makes perfect sense why that would be like such a great way to, especially if you are on an infertility journey and you are wanting to be the best prepared you can be for when you have kids. It's like, it's like you need to be in that headspace and be in that place already. So I love that we basically just shared two different perspectives. Yeah. And this is exactly why it's so important that <laughs> you allow people to like get their whole point across. You don't just listen to the cover story and then instantly make your own assumptions because the reason somebody might think this is different than why you think something different. But if you just gave someone a chance to explain why they feel that way, you they might go, oh, you know what? I totally relate to that. Like I like yeah. I don't like I there's many women I know that they have their nursery and everything set up before they have their kids. Right? Do I think there's uh-huh. anything wrong with that? No, no. nothing whatsoever. I do it <laughs> Not at all. I yeah. like I don't. I but that's what I'm saying is it's like this is the beauty of what I think this whole podcast is going to be about is like letting people see that you are not wrong because this is the problem. And I know you've probably seen this in infertility, even just specifically in infertility forums and spaces. Everybody oh, is yeah. trying to imprint. <laughs> their way of doing stuff onto people and being like, this is, and that, that can leave you feeling so lonely when you're trying to like, feel like you need to fit in somewhere, but you don't quite know where to fit in. And yeah, it's like, let let me just say like bitterness is the one thing that I try to avoid at all costs, if that makes sense. And the number one way in my opinion to have a bitter pill is when you are trying to make your way right and someone, someone else's way wrong. Yes, and that's like 100%. a big lesson. I think everyone, can learn. I think I, I will say this. I think the reason I have the perspective I do, and that's funny. I talk to my sister about this a lot is I have a twin and she has two beautiful daughters. Shockingly enough, which we will probably go into this in more depth, but my sister got pregnant with her first daughter when I was pregnant too, oh, yeah. with my ectopic, we were a week due dates apart. Our due dates were a week apart. Now I very easily could have turned that whole scenario into something to like, it's a reminder when I'm celebrating my sister, like, Oh, I could have been a mom too. 
I'm not saying that that, and I, I'm not saying that that little mind path couldn't have been where I went down, but I'm so glad I didn't. And I will say that I am feel very blessed that I have a sister that's so understanding and always asking me questions like, how do I feel? Because we were talking about this the other day of how I can't believe that there's women out there that don't see their nieces or nephews or all this stuff because they become so angry that their their siblings have kids. But oh yeah, there also is people who are out, there's also people out there that have siblings that don't want to understand the woman going this the, the sibling going through infertility side. So that's why we can never pass judgment on what's going on for someone else. Like I feel grateful that my sister is so supportive and kind on my journey, and so it makes me want to be just just as supportive to her. But then there might be women out there that you might want to judge and be like, oh, I could never not see my nieces. And but that sibling might not even they might tell you to get over it or they maybe are very inconsiderate when it comes to your feelings. Yeah, these are such good points. I feel like I'm like, it makes it difficult to give advice for something like this because everybody's situation is just so different. But I feel like overarching things is like I said, like staying off of social media helps. I think gratitude is like always going to be a number one way to like pull you out of whatever negative headspace you might be in. If you can take a second and like really think about and feel gratitude for the things in your life that you do have and that you do love and appreciate, like that always really, really, really helps. (laughs) Like I I just think gratitude is, is so powerful. 100%. I completely agree. Gratitude is, in my opinion, gratitude and appreciation can be one of the biggest game changers for your perspective, just for your own mental health and physical health. And that's why, guys, like hopefully when you guys listen to this, you feel like you have a place to hang out with us because if maybe you don't have those close friends that understand, you aren't trying. It can be exhausting to try and convince people to get where you're coming from. But hey, if you listen to the podcast, you know you, you can... I mean, I would love, I don't know if we'll, maybe we'll make a post or something in the Facebook group. I know there's probably like nobody in there yet because we're just opening it. But we, you know, as we get more people in there, we would love to like be talking about these topics and then also hear your guys's opinions too. Like, so if we make like a little Mother's Day post and like comment and let us know how you handle it or what you like to do, like totally things like that, because then hopefully you guys can feel like you're not so alone. Like, we want you guys to know yes. that this podcast is not just going to be us spewing out our thoughts and opinions, but also, a, <laughs> you know, a place where you, we can all kind of build like our own little community of the inside the journey. So it's like there's all these other people going through their own journeys and maybe sharing what things help them. And again, like Abby said before, of like you can he- see someone else's perspective and decide if it if it fits something for you, take some of it. Great. If it's something yeah. you totally don't agree with, you don't even need you don't even need to let people know that you don't agree. You can just choose to go. Well, that good for her. Doesn't apply to me. Oh, what a concept! <laughs> you don't need to let somebody I mean, know when you. you hate what they're saying. <laughs> it's a lot easier said than done for some people, but I think yeah, I. I can just tell you right now that we, our energy is so precious, you guys, especially anybody who is on a health journey or an infertility journey. Our energy needs to be conserved for the important things. And yes, 
when you just let these energy leaks happen because you want to complain about something or get mad at someone for their perspective instead of just realizing like, you know what, everybody, I don't, I don't have to please everybody. I don't have to agree with everybody. No one has to agree with me. It can just be a very empowering moment. And again, yes. I think kind of rounding it about with Mother's Day, that's where this is, let's just be very clear. This is a day to celebrate mothers. If it feels too hard for you, communicate that and then just take a step back. If what you got to do. It feels right for you. If it, just do what you got to do and that's the bigger thing. Yes. Yeah. So the other the other question um, that somebody asked, which is a great little segue into like probably the other biggest topic that we'll be talking about a lot on this podcast is like th- like maybe some ideas or things to do to help afford um, fertility treatments because trying to have a baby when you're infertile is not easy. <laughs> then it's not cheap. <laughs> no. um, so the thing that's, and that's really annoying that- is that... Um, it costs money once they get here. So that's the even bigger. I mean, I'll go on a whole right. tangent on that because that's the hard part of where, hey, for most people, just having a baby is expensive. But imagine like creating the baby being expensive and then all. Yeah. So we yes keep, keep going. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, absolutely. And so I love that this is the other like question that came through, because like I said, this is probably going to be the other thing that we'll talk about on the podcast a lot. And we'll probably have like whole episodes dedicated to business stuff um, and entrepreneurial yeah. stuff and content creating and all of that stuff. Cause that's kind of, I feel like the, the thing that um, I think you and I both have been able to find like, purpose and fulfillment in when yes. like infertility brought us all the way down at the lowest possible then we found entrepreneurship and and working from home and and stuff and that is a huge part of like what has kind of pulled us out and gotten us to like where we are now i i was actually talking with abby about this when she was talking about the different questions that came in and i was like ooh this will be exciting cuz like she said we can talk for days probably about this passion we both found when it came to social media and making money from home. But the way that I like, so I will talk basically about what it is I do that helped me afford fertility stuff. But before going into that, I would like to say that if you find yourself in a scenario where you're trying to figure out what should you do, there's a lot of, and again, and I'm sure Abby's had this, heard this one too. Have you been told to work at Starbucks or Amazon? So yes. <laughs> if you're being told to work at Starbucks and Amazon, it's because, you know, they say that they have good fertility coverage with their, this is the thing that you have to decide for yourself. What are you, yes, like what are you wanting to do to earn money? And like, what does that look like for your life? That's the number one question you have to get across first because it, I'll tell you right now if you feel like oh I would love to be a barista in Starbucks then maybe you go that route because you can get good IVF coverage through their medical insurance um Amazon I guess does the same I personally like my bigger overarching thing was that I wanted to have I wanted to be able to work from home I wanted to be able to put my my current family first above all else because I didn't want to have a job that made me earn yes. money in a way that once I have a kid, then I'm going to have to feel stressed about that. So I'm like, I'm a, I'm a big, big picture person, if that, if that makes sense. <laughs> so I was really big on like picture of things and like, okay, okay, I do this and it gets me help for IVF, but then 
I'm stressed because I have to call off work to be able to go into all these appointments that I have and all that stuff. So any hoodle, that's you're going to you're going to want to definitely kind of there's many ways to make money. But the biggest perspective you're going to have to first start out with is like, what am I wanting to do to make money? What is going to make me enough money to help me with these things? All that kind of stuff. So now I'll kind of go into my personal, my personal journey with what happened with social selling for me was like, I actually treated myself as a customer of a company called Saint. It's a makeup company that basically puts all this makeup in like one palette and it's all cream based. I found cream because I was like looking up online of like what the Kardashians use. <laughs> I know I'm not even a big Kardashian fan, but I just like it. I liked how like it seemed cream worked really well and made like I, I didn't really wear makeup that. a so lot, funny. so I was just like, if I'm gonna spend, if I didn't know, okay, like for me, I always get and I get very anxious going into places like like Sephora and Ulta, and every time like I never got a good match. So long story short, I was like kind of searching through Instagram, looked up cream makeup. I looked up like minimal ingredient makeup because I, you know, being on a fertility journey and I'm not saying I never claim anything to be fertility friendly. I think that's like not an ethical thing to do. Like we don't know what is what. All I know is that I really did want to find something that that said it was minimal ingredient. Um, My big ones were to be – I think like paraben free. And then there was like a few other things and, and Saint just checked off the boxes for the things that I was really looking for. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, okay. I like, I like all the things I'm seeing. So I tried it as a customer. I'm not going to lie. I actually didn't like the makeup when I first tried it because it was, I (sighs) didn't realize cream applies very differently than other makeup. So I used like way too much and that a whole other thing. But once I learned how to use it properly, I fell in love. Like I just found, I thought to myself, like, this could be such a fun thing for me to do to keep me busy while I'm going through this journey that I don't want to put too much stress on myself for because I'm a very overthinker kind of person. Yes, 100%. I needed something to kind of – Yeah, I needed something to, like, take me out of that. And I literally found out that I, the girl that I was following, she was a woman who – like she obviously introduced me to the makeup. I tried it. But when I really followed her story, this is before I did IVF. So before I before I was about I was about to start IVF in a couple months. And I saw that she did this as a business to make it so she didn't have to go back to work as like a letter carrier for her um shout out to Monica Murphy. She's my the girl that I signed up with. But <laughs> she basically was didn't want to go back to being a letter carrier and wanted to be able to stay home with their son. So I, it just, it painted this picture for me that like, wait, I don't know. I know I already like the product. So why not just see if I can do the business stuff? And that's kind of what got me started with just playing with the makeup. And I showed up for quite a few months, but it was when my IVF failed that I kicked it into high gear. And this is the number one thing. I think you'll say this too. People think that like these kinds of businesses, like a lot of people, the reason why social selling, network marketing, whatever you want to call it, has a bad rap is because there's a lot of people just BSing a lot of people out there, like making it seem like, oh, like quit your nine to five. I'm not telling nobody to quit no nine to five. Do what, do not quit anything that has current income coming in. Don't act like something is like a magical, this is a job. It takes effort. It takes time, especially with something like this. 
I took, it took me probably a solid six months to six to nine months of consistent effort before I ever saw enough money coming in that it was like yeah. a full-time income. And that totally, and that's a quick, and you like, that's a quick amount of time that's to make fast. full-time income. Like majority of people are going to take you around two years before you see full, full-time income coming in with us, yeah. because it depends where you start. I already was familiar with social media. I didn't have any holdups of like knowing how to make reels, how to communicate with people, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. So long story short, I started my journey as a social seller and that slowly but surely started it. The first goal I had, and I'm just making like income disclaimers. I'm not trying to say like, this is what, oh yeah, be a sane artist and you'll make this kind of money. I'm talking right. like from my perspective <laughs> of what I did to start because we have to do that because there's a lot of people that, you know, read too far into stuff. Like, again, I'm going to preface with this is a, this is a, I treat this as a full-time job, full-time. Yeah. I don't mess around. Like, this is like, I treat my customer service full-time. I do a lot of things. And my biggest goal that I was so proud of and so happy of, of like, you know, no one, unless you've been through this, knows that gut-wrenching heartache of knowing that you just spent so much money. I think an all total of medications and then the process of that, we spent probably close to 30 grand. And in an instant, wow. in one phone call to be told, all gone, sorry, nothing worked. And I'm talking like, if anyone doesn't understand how this works, like usually you get embryos and then you try to transfer them and sometimes that fails, but then you have, other no, like literally we had- Yeah, you didn't even get that Supposedly far. seven embryos that were growing great and then- in the, after day three, they told us like, I don't know what happened, but everything arrested. And, and I remember like, so I did have a transfer. I transferred three, but they basically told me there is a point, And I was so grateful that my doctor did this. Cause she's like, look, most doctor's offices will not do this. They'll just discard because they don't want to make their lab look like, oh. because it's going to count as a it's fail to them. Yeah. Right. Sure. Yeah, they, they want to keep the statistics up. But she told me, she's like, you've done so much and I'm so heartbroken for you that we're going to transfer these three, um, these three, I don't know what you, they're called morulas at that point, I think is what the word is. But they're not quite, they're not embryos yet. But she's like, there's a, literally, she's like, and I appreciated that she said this too because she was like, nobody can guarantee, nobody can say when a miracle is going to happen. So I'm not going to play God right now. Let's just see what happens, even though the chances are so shot. slim. So yeah. obviously, <laughs> yeah, yeah, nothing worked, but I was so grateful she was that kind to do that. But again, to have that happen, and I remember my husband was, I'm just going to, well, again, we're going to go probably more in depth into my story in other episodes, but I, my husband was not on board at, in the beginning with the IVF because it was so much money and we didn't have a lot like we put a lot on credit and all that stuff. And so that was even stressful yeah. to be like, shit. Like my husband is the sole breadwinner. He's the one who makes all the money. I didn't make any income. And I mean, if I obviously I just started with Saint and stuff. And so I had made a few, maybe a few hundred bucks at that point. But that was yeah. what <laughs> lit a fire under my ass. Basically. And I made it my goal to make a full-time living out of this. And that's 
what I did, and again, if you are somebody trying to find ways to make money for to support your journey, there is an endless amount of opportunities out there. You just have to know what you're getting into. I highly recommend if it's something like what me and Abby do with social selling, like you you pay attention to like, yeah, there might be some kind of an, like for us, it's an initial investment for like our artist kits, but you don't need more. If that makes sense. Like you don't need to have more things. You don't need to spend a bunch of money. And I think, so kind of going back to that's a little bit of my journey and like what I've done to support my fertility journey. But I want to also push if anyone's like hoping for advice on like what they can do is I would say make, sit down and brainstorm ways to support it. And depending on your situation, you might be able to, you know, reach out. And I'm not saying that everyone does, but you can reach out and see if any family wants to help you fund things. And like, there's many people who do stuff like that. There's people who set up things to like add support and all that stuff. Um, but again, it's, it, you really want to see a big picture perspective is because this is, again, I'll kind of reiterate when people give the advice and this is where I come from when they say, Oh, just go to Starbucks or do this. What you don't get is like the, the, what I'll have to do of, I then would need to leave to go to that job, be in that job all day long, just thinking about like I needed whatever I did to earn money for this to be something that has to provide me with some sort of happiness while I'm doing yes. this. Cause I don't know how long I'm going to have to do this for. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how long I'm going to have to do this for. So I don't want to start doing something that puts me under stress and puts me under kind of a bad situation, if that makes sense. I loved everything that you were saying about that because I feel exactly the same way that I think it's really important to have like things that make you feel like fulfilled. And for me, it was really important to have something that was like a creative outlet, not even necessarily something that would let like would make me money. Like that wasn't even necessarily my first goal with the things that I was doing, like with, with business stuff, it was more just like a creative outlet and something fun that was like, could just sort of like what you were saying that was like distracting and made me feel like I had a fun little hobby. And then it sort of turned into something else. If you're the type of person that feels better, just going and getting a job somewhere, that's going to give you maybe a little bit more security or just peace of mind in that way, then that's great. But for me, I kind of like what we've been saying this whole time, like you just have to do what feels right to you and what works for your journey. And for me, I felt a lot more, um, a lot better about doing things where I felt like I was a little more in control and that like, I was taking control of, of my life in, in whatever way like that looked like making money and um, doing something creative and, and all of those things. So I think it's just about, again, figuring out what works best for you, what speaks best for you. And for the two of us, it, it was, it's been social media and specifically this, this social selling company, but there are other things, other ways to work from home if that's what you want to do. Or, um, another source of income that I, I want to do a whole episode about in the future is that I'm also doing something that's called UGC, 
which basically means I'm brands pay me to create videos for them to post on their socials, um, which is really cool. I just love creating content. Um, so yeah, I don't know. There's a mil, like you were saying, there's like a million ways to figure out how you want to, to pay for fertility treatments. And what I do know for sure is that if you decide like to find something and to do this, like effort, consistent effort always equals results. <laughs> and so if you, you find your thing and you stick with it, like you'll, you'll figure it out for sure. A hundred percent. Like that's why, like, and I think you touched on this and just to hammer it home, like for us, I think we both agree on this of the journey we saw ahead of us was going to be daunting and maybe hard with. So it's like, I knew for myself, I wanted to find a way for this to allow me to grow, not just if, and when I have a baby, but just like, if that doesn't happen for me, what's my identity? And I knew really quickly that like just working for somebody else or having that kind of, that just wasn't for me. So I wanted to see like, what could I, and, and for me, inspiring other women in infertility and helping yes. others not feel alone on a journey, like that was what light bulb moment for me. And it's just, been, it's been rough. It's been hard sometimes, but it definitely makes me feel like excited to wake up each day to no matter what the result before I was living very much for a result. Like yes. I would, I can tell you right now, I would have been going to a job every day waiting for Yes. the results from my doctor or waiting for the results for things. And the way that this does it is it kind of makes you realize like, and I'm sure you know this with doing, and I can't wait for you to do more information on like the UGC because I want to learn more about yeah. that. But when you can't create or be someone who's inspirational or anything like that, if you're always on like a downward slope. So I knew that this would make me become a better version of me. It would make me have a better attitude because nobody wants yeah. to see someone show up on social media. That's just always upset. So it was almost like a form of therapy for yes, me. Yes, I totally agree. Well, and I think too, that like, maybe this is a controversial opinion, but I personally don't think that like totally sacrificing your mental health in the pursuit of getting pregnant is worth it. No. <laughs> it's not worth it to no. me. <laughs> No, because and it's funny you bring that up because just as a quick roundabout, like that was, and we'll, again, we'll talk more about this on the episodes where we go more in depth into our personal journeys. But like, I knew what that felt like to have my mental health go completely out the window. And this is before I got pregnant. And this is before any of IVF or anything like that. And that's why like, in a way, I feel like this infertility journey, it's just, it teaches you so much about life and about business and about different things because you really realize quickly that you can either be a part of the solution, which yet you don't know necessarily what the solution is, but you can either be creating more of a problem in your life or creating more happiness, more joy, regardless of the end outcome. And yes. that's what I think when you work for yourself, it really clicks you in because your own, your success is what you do, which again, like Abby even said of like, you have to, you could do a, a, a combination of the two, right? Like you yeah, could have totally. where you maybe already have a nine to five and I would recommend do not yes. quit that <laughs> to do something like work for yourself, but you could maybe look at it as a way to find more outlets to make more money. You know, That's like what it was just, for me at first. Like, yeah. Yes. There's so many and possibilities. I'm, yeah. Like, and I'm still not like, I'm still in the process of of 
creating a real full-time income for myself, which I think I should, I should mention just based off of what you said, like you said, like six to nine months, you were doing a full-time income. And for me, I have been doing this for like close to two years and I'm not there yet. And that's fine. Like mm-hmm. everybody's journey is totally different. Again, we'll just keep that. Is that the motto of the podcast? <laughs> that's that's yes, our motto. I think so. I think <laughs> everybody's so. journey is different. You just got to do you. <laughs> and that's why, but I think it's important we even share that though, because it it is something that anybody listening to us needs to hear that we're only, we're not here to kind of push our own agendas or make anyone think that we're right about something or whatever. It's like, we really want to be able to say like, Hey, you can relate to some people. Like there's going to probably maybe even be things that like I might share that like Abby might not share, or that you might see in real time when you guys listen through the podcast that we have very different scenarios we've ever been through stuff like that's and that's kind of the beauty of this is like hopefully helping somebody see that like hey if you relate more to abby you might speak more to her when you comment or make things and if you maybe relate more to me you might bring that kind of conversation up like there might be times where abby's talking about something that i'm like i don't even know how to i don't have like i don't experience that that's not my my thought process or anything that i've ever felt same vice versa whether it's with business or anything. So that's what I'm most excited about when I hope anybody who maybe even heard this first episode, like you're excited (laughs) for, clearly we have like so many other, you guys probably heard with like the random tangents we kept going on. Yeah, we could talk for hours. There's a lot we can can talk on. And that's the, in my opinion, that's the most exciting part about doing this podcast together is that we're going to feel inspired to want to just, talk from a place that keeps us building momentum and moving forward and doing things that inspire us because above all else, if anyone's wondering, like that's kind of what the podcast is for both of us too. We're not putting so much pressure on it to be like some amazing thing. Like it's going to evolve to be what it's going to be, but we're excited that we have the opportunity to do this together. And you know, in a, I'm not trying to say like, Oh, if we weren't going through infertility, we wouldn't have this, but that's kind of the mindset (laughs) you have to have is being grateful for, you know what, obviously we both would trade not going through infertility, but we are going to be very aware and humbled by these are the really great, like really great, like things we're creating in our journey, inside of our journey, we're creating some (laughs) awesome things. (laughs) I love it. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I couldn't say it better than that. We're, we're so excited and we want to have other people on as well. So like, if you're someone listening, you can come, well, we can, um, if you just go to insidethejourney.com, that's our website. And that has links to like everything. It has links to both of our Instagrams. It has links to the Facebook group for the podcast. Um, so you can join that. And then also places for you to like ask questions. And if you are listening and feel like you would like to share your story or you have expertise in any of the things that we've talked about today, um, there's a form on there that you can fill out um, to like kind of apply to come and be on the podcast. And we'll look over that. And if it feels like a good fit, we'd love to chat with you. That would be so fun. But even if not, like just come chat with us in the Facebook group or DM us on Instagram because we're always on Instagram (laughs) or whatever. And um, leave a rating and a review on like Apple podcasts and Spotify because that really helps like 
push the podcast out to other people and helps helps other people find us. We want to yes. find all all the friends. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, did we do it? This is the first episode. I think and we so. I'm so excited. We did it. We had some technical difficulties, but we yes. I think you guys might hear that. We'll part, figure it right? out. We will figure it out. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you same time next week. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye guys.